Now the show about faith, miracles, and the supernatural, Praying Medic Live. Our host is a paramedic and a former atheist who now sees miracles nearly every day, and he teaches others how to live a supernatural life. Here he is, Praying Medic. Hi, this is Praying Medic Live, and I'm your host, Praying Medic. I'm here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. My goal is to teach average believers how to live a supernatural life. And my guest tonight in the studio is my friend Cindy Carpenter, who is a pastor with Life Fellowship Ministries here in Mesa, Arizona. Cindy, I'm glad to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I really am excited to have you here. I think we're going to have a a good uh, discussion tonight. I am going to open up the call-in lines. And if you want to call in with a prayer request for healing, or if you have any questions, you're welcome to call in, and uh, we'll try to answer your question to get you healed. Locally, the phone number is 602-277-5369. If you're calling from outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 866-536-1100. So, Cindy, what can you tell us uh, about Life Fellowship? Well, uh, we started out with a healing crusade in 2012, The Lord said, I need you to have a healing crusade. And I was studying the word at Karis Bible College. And I said, God, I don't know how to do that. What is a healing crusade? Well, it's basically like the evangelists of old time that have tent meetings and stuff where you just preach the gospel and you start calling people up and telling them that, hey, God's going to heal you of that, and then praying for them and expecting them to be healed. So how did that work out? Uh, Actually, we had a lot of people healed that night, and it was fantastic. Cool. Yeah, it was very exciting. So that was how New Life Fellowship kind of got started, because you were going in a different direction at that point. Well, before then, I was going to, I was studying to be a clinical psychologist at Walden University, and I was working on my doctorate. And I was also studying the Word of God and just searching who God is and because there must be more, you know, to this life and stuff and healing and stuff like that. And he basically gave me a choice and said, you know, you can study psychology and go that way and see about 5 to 20 percent of the people healed or you can pick up my word and see 100 percent healed. Wow. Yeah. So that was quite the challenge. Yeah. I decided to just go with his word. <laughs> right on. That's it's exciting. Cool. So have you had any uh, regrets? Uh, no, no regrets at all. But it's like uh, when you first take, start taking those steps of faith, it's like stepping off a cliff and just watching the ground form under you. Yeah. One of my friends was using the analogy the other night about Wiley Coyote. He said, you know how Wiley Coyote will like go off the cliff and then his feet keep going? And right. he keeps walking in the air until all of a sudden he looks down and realizes, uh-oh, no more ground below me. And then he starts dropping. Right. Well, I never thought about this before, that illustration. But... Wiley Coyote was actually levitating, walking on the air until he, the moment he realized, uh-oh, I'm actually doing something I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, that's exactly and, like you know, The supernatural life is a lot like that. It's like if you're told your whole life you're not supposed to do this stuff, like miracles can't happen and you can't see people you know, healed of these impossible diseases like Lou Gehrig's disease and MS and everything else, if all you're told your whole life is it's terminal, it can't be healed, and that's all you ever think— then you're never, ever going to try to do the impossible. Right. But if, so, if God tells you, I am a God of the impossible, you can do the impossible with me, then you can start walking on the air and walking on water and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, God actually tells us that in the Bible because he says that believers will lay hands on the sick and see them recover and that 
the power of God is for whosoever believes. It's not just for the person in a fivefold ministry or an apostle or evangelist. I mean, thank God for them because we learn a lot for them. But we need to know that the same supernatural power that raised Christ from the dead is in every single believer. Now, I've talked to you, and you I, I, you believe that anyone can heal the sick, don't you? I absolutely do. Okay. Why do you think that healing the sick is such an important uh, ministry for the average, everyday person who just sits in a church pew? Well, we really need to know who we are in Christ. And if we're all commissioned to go out and preach the gospel and share the gospel, we need miracles. We need I mean, Jesus needed them. We need them. We all need to understand this because once you start seeing miracles happen, uh, you're not going to question, does God exist? Yeah, you know, that's been my experience. Obviously, coming from a background of being an atheist until I was 38 years old, I never really questioned much whether God existed because I'd never seen a miracle. Mm -hmm. Never seen anyone healed, never saw anything miraculous, and really had a very naturalistic view of life. But I'll tell you, when I started laying hands on people to be healed, and I saw shoulders get healed, and I saw neck pain vanish, and I saw migraine headaches go away, and I started seeing broken knees and, and elbows miraculously healed, and the people were weeping and just crying and jumping with for joy, at that point, God became a whole lot more real to me and to the, my wife and to the people around me. Right. The person that has an experience with God is never at the mercy of a person with an argument. <laughs> One of my favorite Bill Johnson quotes. Yeah. And, and that's it. One of the things that I've learned is uh, years ago, I had a long eight-hour debate. Uh, it might have been longer. It might have been 12 hours with my EMT partner about the existence of God. And I went, I went through every apologetic argument I could come up with. We went through creation evolution discussions. We went through everything I could think of to try to convince her of the reality of God. Mm. And at the end of the day, she was no more convinced of the reality of God than she was when we started having discussion. But I prayed for a guy in the ambulance one time who was uh, an atheist or agnostic. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, man, can I pray for you? And he goes, well, I don't believe in God. And I said, well, I do. And you're in a, you look like you're in a lot of pain. He, and he said, well, if you think you can get me healed, go ahead. So I prayed over him, and he got healed. Nice. <laughs> and nice. he was like, uh, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm like, well, now you have a decision to make because God just healed you. I mean, that's what happens. You can spend days, hours, weeks arguing with people about the existence of God. Yeah. Or you can lay hands on them. Exactly. And when they get healed, they have no more argument. Their right. argument is now with God because God just healed them. And they're like... Well, you know, you can believe what you want now. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't think I know enough to argue intellectually with an atheist about all of the stuff that they've studied. But, man, if they've got back pain, we can get them healed. Yep. And, and that, they'll know Jesus is real. That settles the argument right there. Right. I mean, that's for me is the bottom line is you can have all the arguments you want, but the, this, what settles the argument is when someone gets healed. Absolutely. I, I, I love it. It's, it's so awesome. Now, at uh, your church, you guys are having healing classes. Yes, we are. So when are the healing classes uh, held? Well, we're having healing school every Thursday at 9 o'clock in the morning, and we're teaching both receiving and ministering healing. So for those who need healing, um, come, because we need more people to pray for. And for those who want to learn how to lay hands on the sick, come, because we'll teach you how to do it. Okay, that is cool. That's very helpful. Um, now, the church 
uh, Life Fellowship is located in Mesa, mm-hmm. Power Road. Yes. What's the address? We're at 3654 North Power Road, and that's the corner of Power and Thomas. Okay. So the healing classes are every Thursday morning at 9. How long do they go? A couple hours? Usually one to two hours, depending on how many people are there. Depending on how many people need healing, probably. Right. Right. And how quickly they receive. Yeah. So you come in, and if you don't know anything about healing, you can come in and get instruction. Absolutely. And if you need to be healed, you can get some people to lay hands on you and probably get you healed. Absolutely. And after you receive your healing, then you're going to want to learn all about it, I would imagine. Right. So what kind of healings do you typically see in the classes? I mean, do you see people healed of joint injuries, uh, arthritis, chronic inflammation? What kind of stuff? Yes. Um, all of the above? Yes, all of the above. Uh, we just came out of one of our, our annual healing uh, healing school weeks where we take uh, one to two weeks and just really go on the Word of God day after day, uh, teaching people, heal, receiving and ministering healing. And on Wednesday morning um, of our healing school, everybody got healed and only one person showed up on Wednesday night because everyone was so out every, enjoying their everybody healing. everybody who showed up got healed. On the Wednesday morning on one, the yes. Wednesday morning yes. class. I love that. It's exciting. That is so cool. I, I mean, and you know, I've had similar experiences and I can, after the break, we're going to go to commercial break here in a second. I, I'll show you with you uh, a similar testimony of the only, one of the only healing classes I ever taught. So we are going to be going to break. Do not go away. We're going to be back with Cindy in a few minutes uh, after a commercial break. This is Praying Medic Live, and I am Praying Medic on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. Welcome back to Praying Medic Live. I'm your host, Praying Medic, and we are here in the studio with my friend Cindy Carpenter. If you just joined us, we're talking about healing and the healing classes she puts on here at Life Fellowship in Mesa every yes. Thursday morning at 9. And you held a healing class and everybody got healed during the class. Yes, on Wednesday morning. Uh, we were teaching on Wednesday morning, we were teaching about commanding power. Was this the long class? Uh, yes, it Went so from to, Monday through Saturday. So in addition to the weekly Thursday morning class, you also once a year have a long class. Yes, we do. That's like a week to 10 days? It's usually, yeah, about a week to 10 days we'll do it. And this was our third annual one. Okay. So on the Wednesday morning of that class, everyone who needed healing got healing. Yes. And it was very exciting because last year our miracles didn't start really breaking out until the fourth day. So I wasn't expecting anything on the third day, but everyone started praying for each other. And the beauty of it was we had people who had never prayed for anyone before just pointing and saying, be healed in the name of Jesus. And healings were just breaking out all over the place. I love it. I love it. I had a similar experience. The very first healing class I ever taught was for, um, this was in Washington when I was living up there near Olympia. We had, um, basically, Olympia is a very liberal uh, area with a lot of unusual lifestyles for some people. And uh, we have a bunch of people who go and they minister to people at gay pride festivals and all these pagan festivals that they have throughout the summer. They'll go in and they'll set up a booth and they'll give people um, encouraging words of knowledge, prophetic words, dream interpretation, and physical healing. Oh, that's exciting. So what, what we do before the summer comes is we train people to do prophecy and healing and stuff like that. While we were doing the healing class, uh, I was asked to teach on healing. And this is my first time I ever taught on healing. And I'm talking to this audience of about 25, 30 people. And I talk for an hour on healing. 
And then I say, okay, I'm, we're going to take a break. And if anybody needs healing, just we're going to go over in this other room here and come over there and I'll pray for you and we'll get you healed. The entire audience got up and went in the room. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm like, I was not ready for this. The entire, everybody in the audience gets up and goes in the other room. And I'm like, I cannot pray for all these people myself. So what happened was, so we had to improvise. And so I started praying over the first couple of people and they got healed. And then I said, okay, you just got healed. Here's what I want you to do. Go to that person over there and you pray for them. You listen to what I taught you. You know about this. Just lay your hands on them and just command them to be healed. So I got a couple people healed and I went to someone else and I said, you, now that you're healed, go to them. Next person I prayed for them, go to somebody else healed. By the time we were done within an hour, everybody in the room was healed. That's exciting. It is so awesome. Yeah, that's so exciting. I mean, it's just crazy and people don't understand. And and some of these people had never prayed for anybody for healing before, like you said. Right. It's faith like a child. They They just start believing God. And when they just start believing God and you get the traditions of man and, and unbelief out of the way and they just start taking God and his word for what it really says, uh, miracles just happen. They, they, they do. just break out. They do. And, it, and it's so cool. I mean, it will jack up your faith and it'll make you praising God. Like the couple of times that Denise has been healed, my wife, man, her faith and her love for God was on cloud nine after she got her healing. Yeah. It, just, it really does draw you closer to God. When, when you receive healing, when you see other people healed. It really does. Yeah, I love it. So speaking of healing, now I've got a couple of questions for you. Okay. What do you think is the most common thing that prevents people from receiving healing? Well, the Word of God says that there's two reasons why people don't receive healing, and that is the traditions of man, which make the power of God of no effect, or unbelief. And those are the only two reasons why people don't receive the traditions of man. Boy, we could talk for a couple of weeks on that subject. Yeah, we? we could. Yes, we could. Yeah. So let's talk about the easier one, unbelief. Okay. So what in your mind constitutes unbelief? What kind of things do we have in our mind that prevent us from having a pure faith that sees people healed? Well, oftentimes we'll think that... Uh, uh, when I'm ministering healing, a lot of people think that they're not good enough to receive healing. Or if somebody's about to minister healing, they'll think that Jesus can't use them because they're not living a, a perfect, holy, and righteous life according to um, some traditions or something that they've been taught previously. And they're not looking at the blood of Jesus and that Jesus is enough. Now, we were talking before the show about people who will come and say, you know, I've done all this stuff. I serve for the church. I pray 10 hours a day in tongues. I'm doing all this stuff, and and I don't understand why God doesn't heal me. Like, I receive prayer requests from people all the time mm-hmm. through, you know, email and, and, and social media. And uh, it just breaks my heart when people think that they, they essentially are saying, I've done everything I can think of doing to be a good person so that God will want to show me favor so he'll heal me. Right. What do I need to do? next to get healed yeah and that just tell them stop doing stuff and start believing jesus because it's not about what we do right because that mindset is you're thinking it's all about what you have to accomplish right what you have to do it's all about your works and it's easy to go there because we live in a performance-based society so we always think and even from the pulpit we'll hear people say well if you don't do this if you're if you're not going to pray in tongues for five hours a day then god's not going to use you or if you're not tithing Exactly. If you're and 
that's that. Don't get me started on that. That just makes me so oh, angry. Did I hit a raw nerve? It, well, because you cannot buy a healing. You cannot buy the power of God. And so anyone who thinks that they can purchase their healing, they need to stop doing that. And they need to start relying solely on Jesus Christ. It, it is the blood of Jesus and nothing exactly. but the blood of Jesus that gets exactly. people healed. No, I, I'm with you. I'm totally yeah. with you. Yeah, uh, that... the, what I tell people generally is, look, you need to stop working so dang hard to please God. And it's cause not <laughs> right? about what you're t- you need to rest in his love and yeah. and rest in the fact that he really, really does. He doesn't just love you. He likes you. Yes. And he wants you to be healed. Yes. And it really is all about it's all about we're already righteous. And if we look at the Bible in Second Corinthians five twenty one, it says Jesus was made to be sin for us so that we were made into the righteousness of God. And Ephesians four twenty four says we're created in righteousness and true holiness. And so why would we think that we're anything less than righteous? If God calls us righteous, then we are. If he calls us holy, then we are. So there's nothing else that we have to do in order to receive or minister healing. And, but it's those mindsets. You know, it's the voices, those inner mean girls mm-hmm. that are inside us telling us how worthless we are. Right. The voices from our childhood, the voice of our parents, you know, telling us how bad we are, the voices of teachers. Or even mentors. And mentors. Over, the, I mean, there's a lot of voices that people have that they remember all those hurtful, wounding things that they've heard over their life. Right. And that makes it very difficult to really believe what God says about us. It does. And that's why we have to daily renew our mind. And what I mean by that is just actually read the scriptures and find out what the Bible actually says. And come into agreement yes. with it in your heart. Absolutely. And, that's, and so that's getting rid of unbelief. It is. That is renewing your mind to the truth of what God thinks about us. Mm-hmm. And rejecting all the lies of what everybody else says about us. Right. And thinking we have to somehow be good enough to earn God's healing or favor or whatever. Right. Right on. And healing was done actually 2,000 years ago. It's actually part and parcel with the salvation message, and people aren't understanding that. In fact, Jesus would heal before uh, salvation ever came. Because I'll tell people all the time, you know, Jesus healed multitudes of people. And uh, who in that multitude was saved? Right. Not one of them. Because Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. Right. And you can't even get a multitude of believers together without having people with unforgiveness. So you can't tell me that a multitude of sinners doesn't have unforgiveness. So therefore, unforgiveness does not stop the power of God. Right. Right. And, And, you know, I used to think that unforgiveness would prevent us from being healed. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned recently is like, I've started to work in emotional healing with people. Yeah. And what I found is an interesting thing. I assumed that people would have to forgive the person who wounded them before they could be healed. But I've taken them through this little emotional healing process that I go through. And there is no forgiveness involved in there at all. They can get completely healed of emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. And forgiveness is not even a part of it which is really interesting to me because uh, I thought unforgiveness was a huge barrier to healing, and I don't know that it is. The phone lines are open, so if you want to call in to the station and if you have a question or if you want healing prayer, if you're in the Phoenix area, you can call 602-277-KFNX. If you're outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 866-536-1100. So, Cindy, before the break, we were talking about things that prevent people from receiving healing. And you said the traditions of men make the word of God of no effect. Right. So talk a little bit about the traditions of men that can prevent 
people from receiving healing? Okay. Um, one of the things that people believe is that they're not, well, we talked about them not being worthy to receive healing and how they are made into the righteousness of God in Christ. And then another thing is the belief that, um, of generational curses, people think that, um, God, that we have to go through and break all of these generational curses. But, you know, Galatians tells us that we're freed from the curse. But if you just want to back up to the Old Testament and read Ezekiel chapter 18, you'll see that even in the Old Testament, God says, you're not going to have an occasion to use generational curses anymore in Israel. And he goes through and explains it, how how you think generational curses are a thing, but they're not a thing. Okay. And he takes a whole chapter to do it. So that's another one of the traditions of man. Um, one of the traditions of men that stop people from ministering is uh, that they'll think that they're not good enough to be used, that they haven't um, prayed enough, that they haven't been called into the ministry. And they don't understand the scriptures that say that every believer is to lay hands on the sick. I don't have the gift. Oh, that <laughs> a lot of people say that I have a gift of healing, and that actually kind of angers me because I don't have anything that any other believer doesn't have. I have the fullness of God on the inside of me, and so does every other person that believes in God. We all have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in us, and God is no respecter of persons. He's not going to give me something that, in some crazy ability that he wouldn't give every other believer out there. Right. And... I do not disagree with you. I mean, you know me. Yeah. I get questions all the time, and I get comments from people. Oh, you know, you have such a great gift. You have a great anointing for healing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Would you just lighten up? I do not have some great gift or some anointing. Right. It's just I, Christ in I us. I have the same Holy Spirit that everybody else has. Yeah, exactly. I, and one of the things that uh, I, I want to make this public, because I say this publicly, and people still, it doesn't sink into their brain. Although there are some people who will pray for a bunch of people, hundreds sometimes, and not see anyone healed, mm -hmm. and then they'll see breakthrough, and then they'll start seeing the healing happen. In my books, I give examples like Pete Cabrera right. and Todd White and myself. Pete and Todd both prayed over hundreds of people, so did I, before we saw anyone healed. And so when I say that, what I'm telling people is, if it takes you a while, don't give up. Absolutely. Because eventually the healing will come. Some people have taken that to mean, oh, I have to pray for three or 400 people before I'm going to see anyone healed. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Because here's the thing. The only reason Pete and Todd and myself and other people like us had to pray for hundreds of people was Todd White was a drug addict and he mm -hmm. was a, an atheist. Right. Pete Cabrera was a drug addict and an atheist. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be an atheist. We had so much skepticism and doubt and unbelief. We had to overcome when God finally started talking to us about healing mm -hmm. that it took us months for our mind to be renewed to the truth. Right. If you are a Christian who already believes in healing, who understands the Holy Spirit and the power of God, you do not have to pray for three or 400 people to see somebody healed. Right. It, but it, it does not require, there isn't a required number of people you have to pray for. It just doesn't work that way. Right. And everybody's, everybody's testimony is different. And that's what's very exciting about it is once you start renewing your mind with the word of God and start doing what it actually says, you know, it says that believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But the thing is, if we don't actually put our hands on the sick and pray for the sick, we're not going to see anyone healed. And we need to believe. 
We have to believe. And there's a lot of unbelieving believers out there. There are a lot of unbelieving believers out there. <laughs> That's unfortunate, but it is true. And and you can tell whether or not you have belief or not as to whether or not you're going to do it. Like, put well, yourself in a position to pray for the sick and see whether you do it or not. Right. And see, people will come to me and say, well, you know, I have faith, but I don't see anyone healed. Mm-hmm. And my, I, I hate to be cruel. I don't want to be cruel, but the, but you don't determine whether you have faith by how you feel when you pray for somebody. Exactly. It's not a feeling. When you pray for six people and all of them get healed, you can say, I have faith. How do you know? Because those six people just got healed. You don't determine whether you have faith or not by how you feel. Right. The proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. You can say, I put a lot of flour and I put a lot of baking soda and I put all the right ingredients in this, this cake and it never, it didn't rise. It just was flat. Well, I tell you, if, if you put enough baking soda in that thing, it's going to puff up. Right. So you didn't put baking soda in it. You thought you did, mm-hmm. but you didn't because if you did, it would have it would arose. Right. For me, the determination of whether you are praying with faith is based on what happens when you pray for people. Absolutely. We have a caller on line one, Jerry calling from Phoenix. He would like to be healed. Praise God. Right on. Let's take the caller. Go ahead. Hello. Hey, Jerry. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing pretty good now that I got a hold of you guys. Yeah, so what is up? What do you need to be healed of, Jerry? Uh, I've had a, a left eye problem for the past six months. I've gone to uh, eight doctors, and because of my, my uh, financial circumstance, they don't want to do anything for me. Well, so I think I, Jesus can do something for you. Well, I sure would appreciate it if, if something can happen good. Yep. Well, Jesus doesn't require a copay. He doesn't take insurance. And right. he's, uh, he's always on duty. So yeah, That's beautiful. That's Cindy, exciting. do you want to pray for him? Sure. Are you ready to be healed? I'm ready to be healed. You yes. said your name was Jerry, right? Jerry Francis. All Jerry, right. it, what, what is your level of vision in the one eye that's affected right now? It's completely closed. The, the, the doctors told me I have cancer. It started out as an a infection, and, and now they said it's got cancer. And as you know, medical doctors want to operate. Yeah, yeah, they do. All right, we're going to pray for you. Thank you. Okay, I want you to put your hand on your eye. Okay. And we're going to speak to your eye to be healed in the name of Jesus, and Jesus is going to be right there and heal your eye. Are you ready? I'm ready. You're going to see some change when you open your eyes. Your hand on your eye. Yes. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you have given us this authority, and we glorify your Son, and we thank you for this, God, and we speak to Jerry's eye and command that the eye be healed in the name of Jesus, that the eye open up, and that he be able to see cancer, you be dissolved and reversed in the name of Jesus, and any part of of the effects of cancer, we command you out of Jerry's body, And we thank you, God, for this healing, for renewed vision in the name of Jesus. We command the retina to be healed. So now I want you to take your hand off your eye and open your eye and let me know what you see. Well, my my infection's really, really bad, so I'm not seeing anything. But it's starting, the the pain's starting to back off. The the pain's starting to back off? Yeah. So we're going in the right direction. We're going the right direction, yes, sir. Right on. Praise God. You want to keep going? Sure. Oftentimes, uh, when you start receiving like that, um, Uh know that you're going to continue to receive. So put your hand back over your eye, and we'll pray again. 
Okay. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, we command the infection to clear up. We speak to any uh, virus or infection in the eye, and we command it to leave in the name of Jesus. Pain, we command all of you to leave right now, be gone out of this eye in the name of Jesus, and that the vision be restored. Let us know what's going on over there. Are you feeling anything different, Jerry? No, it's just, it stopped hurting. So the pain is gone? The pain is gone. Is, is there any way I can get a hold of Cindy? Yes. Cindy? You know, later later on this week? Yes. Hey, Jerry, stay on the line. We're going to go to commercial break. At the end of the show, we'll give information about Cindy's church and where you can come and meet with her. Okay, thank you. All right. This is Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. I am Praying Medic. We'll be right back. Hey there. Welcome back to Praying Medic Live. I am your host, Praying Medic, with my friend Cindy Carpenter in the studio. If you just joined us, we just prayed for a guy who I think he's on his way to getting healed uh, in his eye. Yes, he a is. fellow named Jerry. So thank you, Jesus, for doing the awesome stuff that you do. God is so good. That is so good. That is very cool. So, Cindy, can you share real quick one of your favorite healing testimonies that you've seen? Yes, I'm actually very excited about this question. Um, My favorite healing testimony was we were at a healing crusade, and the preaching was done and everything, and I was just going around talking to different people, telling them how to pray for themselves and how to pray for other people. And I was talking to this man, and this woman beside him said, you know, I heard you talking to my husband, and I'd really like my vision healed too. So I told her to start praying for her eyes, and then I went around and talked to other people. And and at the end, she came up, and she brought my Bible up, which had because I'd given her my Bible, and it's got really tiny print. And she said, well, I can see a little better, but it's not all the way good. And so could you pray for me? And I just felt led to do it. So I took the Bible out of her hand, and I put my hand over her um, over her eye, and I started commanding a retina to be formed. And honestly, I'm, I'm just a child. I really don't know what I'm doing. I just believe God. That's all I, that's all I do. And uh, all of a sudden, I take my hand away from her eye, and she said, I can see. And I said, of course you can see. I'm standing right in front of you. And she said, no, you don't understand. I was asking for prayer for my other eye. This eye was blind since birth, and now I can see. The Lord <laughs> has healed me. So one of my favorite miracles is just that it, it happens so easy. And if we don't get in the way, God will do it every time. So you did an accidental creative miracle. Absolutely. That is awesome. I had a very similar testimony which I, I share quite often. It's about a 94 or 95-year-old lady. I was transporting in the ambulance. She was actually going from one ICU to the cath lab at another hospital to have a pacemaker put in because she was having uh, periods of where her heart would stop. Mm-hmm. So she's, we're in the ambulance, and, and uh, she has a frozen shoulder on the cu- shoulder where I'm going to do the put the blood pressure cuff on. And she goes, oh, Sonny, be careful with my arm. It's frozen. And I'm like, okay, I'll be, I'll be really careful. So I get the blood pressure, and I said, hey, can I pray for your shoulder? And she said, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love it. So I prayed over her frozen shoulder, which was her left shoulder. And as commanding, you know, ligaments, cartilage be healed, tendons be healed, everything, you know, normal stuff. Yeah. Nothing happened. I prayed two or three times. Nothing happened. And I was like, it was really bugging me because I had seen like 20 people in a row healed of Mm -hmm. shoulder injuries. I had a ton of faith for shoulder injuries. Okay. And nothing was happening. 
And I was like, man, that just really bugs me because I, I swear she should be healed. So we get to the hospital, and as we're pulling in the driveway, she, her other arm, her right arm, shoots up in the air, and she goes, oh, praise God, it's a miracle. Oh, praise God. And she's moving her arm around, and I'm like, what is going on? I uh-huh. said, I didn't pray for your right shoulder. I prayed for your left shoulder. And she says, Sonny, you don't understand. I had two frozen shoulders, and I'm right-handed. I don't care about my left oh, arm. Wow. I, it was my right arm that I wanted <laughs> healed. So, so the shoulder that I didn't pray for, the other one got healed. That's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. That is so cool. I love what God does. Yeah. So you mentioned that sometimes the people you pray with, they're able to receive your prayers pretty well, but sometimes not so much. People get a little irritated sometimes. Yes, they do. You had one of those uh, recently. You want to talk about how the little problems that come up? Yeah. um, In my experience ministering, um, the people that are, it's the hardest to receive are the ones that have been in church a lot. They've been prayed for a lot. they They're trying to relate to Jesus based on um, something besides what he's done for them, something besides the love that God has for them. Um, Quite often, uh, like they they actually believe, they start to believe that God put the sickness on them and that God has some purpose for them to be sick so that they can minister to the doctors or something like that. But um, how much better of a testimony it is, is it when they're completely healed and they just go in and talk to the doctor and say, I've never been sick a day in my life? You know, so, I mean, God does not give sickness to anybody. And uh, people get mad at you when you tell them that. And when we just look in the Bible and we see that Jesus is the express image of the Father, he's the exact image of the person of God. And Jesus went about healing all, and he didn't put sickness on anyone. In fact, when somebody came to him for healing, He didn't even look at him and say, you know what? I think you need to wait another six months and in six months I'm going to heal you. Um, He didn't give them any hoops to jump through or anything like that. He basically just said things like, I will be thou clean and stretch forth thine hand and rise up and walk. And it was that easy for Jesus. And because of that, because he's our Lord and master, because he resides on the inside of us, it gets to be that easy for us, too. And people get really frustrated with that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting because I think the people that I've found who are the most difficult to get healed are Christians who have been in the church a long time mm-hmm. and have developed some really bad theology. Right. Their, their their vision of God, their understanding of Jesus is so messed up because they've either had some really bad personal experiences right. in their life, they've had, sat under some really bad teaching, mm-hmm. and they have this, it's almost like if you were an atheist, you'd be better off. Right. Because you don't know anything about God. Right. Rather than having a whole lot of theology that is warped and twisted. And you have to sort of work through that. Because to get someone to renew their mind to the truth from that perspective where they've been taught all these wrong things about God... Is, it's quite difficult. It is, and especially because they've been in the church a while and they know a lot of scriptures and they can probably quote them better than me. Um, but it says in the Bible, you know, that the traditions of man make the power of God of no effect. So if you're if you're sitting under the teaching of, you know, only the people who actually serve in the church or like you had said earlier, only the people who tithe will actually receive healing, you know what, that's going to stop them from receiving healing. Yeah. So I've got a question I want to ask you. Okay. If you're given a magic wand that could make one belief that's common in the church disappear completely, what would that one belief about God be? That he doesn't want to be with us. 
that God doesn't want to be with us? Yeah, that he doesn't. Because the thing about God is he's so passionate about us. Like he couldn't just be close enough to us standing side by side. He literally said, I love them so much. I want to live inside of them. I want to spend every second of every day, every moment of their life with them. And when we can understand how much God loves us and how passionate he is about experiencing the things that we experience and and how much he wants us to walk with him on a daily basis, when we can get a hold of that instead of thinking that God's up in the sky somewhere and and mad and stuff at us, uh, our lives are going to change and we're going to walk in the fullness of the power of God because we're going to know that the greater one is in us. And then those scriptures will become really real to us that say, um, you know, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And no weapon formed against us will ever prosper because God is in us. Yeah, I think that, again, comes down to this wrong view of God. Mm-hmm. Thinking that he's so distant, so far away, he can't be known, he, we, he doesn't care about us. Um, if he did care about us, he would be changing our circumstances. Yeah, that belief that God doesn't really care about us and doesn't cry over our brokenheartedness, mm. I think is really uh, something that people need to apprehend. Yeah, they really do. They need to understand that the sovereignty of God... Um, is that God gave us authority, and God never goes back on his word. So in Genesis, when he gave us authority and dominion over the earth, uh, he gave us the keys, He gave and he gave us the ability to, um, to heal the sick. Even back in the Old Testament, people were getting healed before Jesus ever walked the earth. Uh, some of the Old Testament prophets raised the dead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was we, before we have, they were born again. So, so you think we have the authority, and we have all the power... And we all absolutely we need to do, do, we just need to walk in it. We just need to walk in it. Right on. I'm not going to disagree with you, by the way. You just, you preach it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so really quickly, you have a book that you've written called Five Keys to Overcoming Depression. Yes. And that book is on Amazon. It is. Um, Denise has it. Oh, good. And and she likes it. She A friend of yours actually said you should give it a different title. Yes. Five they, Keys to Overcoming Anything. Yes. She did say that because she said it's really it's really daily things that the believer can use to um, walk in their power and walk in their authority. Yeah, right on. So is there a website that people can go to to find out more about Life Fellowship? Yes. Uh, currently, it's www.lfmi.net. Okay. And so you can find out more about us there. And there's a tab there for the classes. Yes. If you want to find out about the healing classes, go to the website. Yes. And you can click on the tab and you can register for the classes from there. Yes. And all of our contact information is on there or you can just show up on Sunday and say, hey, I'm going to be here on Thursday and we're good with that too. Okay. The church is on Power Road in Mesa. What's the address? 3654 North Power Road and we're in Suite 101. And you have Sunday services? At 10 o'clock in the morning. And any other times of the week, services? Uh, Well, we have a women's Bible study on Tuesdays, but we're really focusing on our Sunday service and on our healing school on Thursday. So, Okay, cool. And you can be found on Facebook. Yes, I can. If people want to look for you. Yes. Right on. So that is cool. Uh, Cindy, I want to thank you for being here. It's been great. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, this is exciting. It's been awesome. Hey, if you want to go to my website, it's prayingmedic.com. You can go there and check out my free articles and videos on healing and the supernatural. You can also check out my books on Amazon.com. Be sure to tune in next week. We are here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX.